Rahman Rahim. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Dr. Hannah's Ladies Hour on 107.9 FM Radio Sangam. I say Ladies Hour, but uh, once again, like last week, I'm actually going to be here for two hours this week, so I don't know if lucky you or lucky me. Let me give you the number to WhatsApp the studio if you want to get in touch with me while I'm doing the show. It's 07444-202-155. That's 07444-202-155. Now, you can message me on WhatsApp. The messages come up on a screen in front of us. I can't miss them. I try to reply to people that make the effort to message me during the show, so um, I will look out for those. Now then, this week we had Pakistan Independence Day and Indian Independence Day, so I just wanted to say congratulations to everybody that celebrated those. मैंने बहुत बात भी करनी है इस बारे में मुझे पता है कि बहुत सारे शो इस बारे में हुए हैं तो बस ये कहना चाहती हूँ कि हम सारे मिलजुल के रह करें एंड लेट्स यू नो बी हैप्पी फॉर इच अदर एंड लेट्स ऑल सपोर्ट इच अदर एंड लेट्स बी हैप्पी फॉर बोथ ऑफ दी बोथ ऑफ दी इंडिपेंडेंस डे सेलिब्रेशन Last week I actually talked about South Asian Heritage Month and how I've been reflecting on what it means to me to be f- from a South Asian heritage and I'll still kind of encourage people to check that out that event's still going on um and if you just google South Asian Heritage Month and if you missed the show last week um I told you all that I'm actually being featured as one of the South Asian writers as part of this which is a huge privilege because obviously you know I'm not a writer by profession I'm a doctor um and they were happy to have something that I've written and feature that so it's just been a huge privilege for me um to be part of that and it's actually made me kind of reflect on my identity what it, what it means to me to be South Asian um to grow up with, in a South South Asian family um and thinking about kind of where my parents were from so uh i feel like it's good for us to kind of think about that to think about what it means to you for if your parents were from india if you're from india and pakistan if you, my parents um, were both born in pakistan so um you know it's it's uh, something that i like to think about sometimes and i feel proud of that um so it's just something that i would encourage other people to do as well So today um before I kind of do anything else um I thought I just quickly want to say thank you to a few people who've just been well basically like my regular listeners I get messages from them like almost every well every week pretty much um after the show just saying uh, how what they thought about it and you know mostly really positive comments and I just wanted you to know that it really really means a lot to me that I am reading the, uh, the messages even if I can't don't get a chance to reply to everybody 
Um, in particular, I'd like to say thank you to Francesca, uh, who sends me like a huge long message after each show about what she thinks. That Francesca is one of the matrons that I used to work with uh, in one of the hospitals that I worked at. And uh, she sends me massive messages afterwards. And it's just so nice uh, to get that sort of support. And same for uh, Catherine. And then I got these are people that are sending me like really long messages after each show. Um, uh, Catherine, Farah, Jasmine, thank you so much uh, for just showing me that support and um, showing me that, you know, I'm doing all right. Um, still not hugely, like, massively confident um, that doing the radio thing was absolutely new for me. As you all know, you're kind of going on this journey with me, so it's just nice to hear people giving me that sort of support and I wanted you all to know that I really do appreciate it. <laughs> So as I'm here for two hours and we do this kind of let's talk about a little bit about the news thing, um, we're going to do that in the next second hour if that's okay because uh, I've got important things that I want to do talk about in this, this hour. Including this week the A-level results came out so I'll talk a little bit about that later. So after the song that I'm going to play, um, I'm going to be talking about postnatal depression. Um, I'm going to give a brief introduction, I suppose, to what postnatal depression is. And then, um, well, I'm going to talk to my friend who was supposed to be in the studio, but unfortunately had a temperature yesterday. Um, so as you know, uh, with temperatures, we have to self-isolate. So instead of coming into the studio, we're going to talk over the phone. Um, so I'm, hope I'm hoping that I'll be able to figure the system out so to get her on air. Um, so just bear with me. Um, so... I'll play a song just like every week. Um, I, I tell people, you know, go and kind of get something to drink or eat or if you want, just so you can kind of get relaxed and get ready and listen to the what I feel are the important parts of the show. So uh, song next and then a bit of a brief intro and then we'll get, we'll try and get um, my friend Saxon on there and she's a doctor um, she's an anaesthetist, but the reason that she's going to talk to me is nothing to do with medicine. It's because she's had her own experiences of postnatal depression and she has kindly agreed to speak to me about that. Um, and I, I actually tried to get to a couple of people on to talk about it um, from different perspectives. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I did get messages from Asian women who had suffered this, but they didn't. None of them wanted to come on air, so that I mean, that's a, an issue in itself, and we'll talk about that later. So, it, uh, this is a, uh, something by Sammy Youssef, and I'll be back after this. Um, so, enjoy this. Go and go and get a cup of tea and come back. <laughs> Hello. 
Hello everyone, Samlekum. You are listening to Dr. Henna on Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. The number to WhatsApp the studio is 07 Before we do our main thing on postnatal depression, um, my niece is listening this morning. Um, my brother's just sent me a message and she was really surprised to hear me on the radio. So, uh, hello, Falak. It's um, Hina Popo on the radio. It's really me. Felic is my little warrior princess and uh, love you, Felic, and have a nice day and I will speak to you later. I hope that made her smile. I love it when I make my little niece smile and my little girl, they're brilliant with each other. Right, okay, so today's show is based around postnatal depression and in the second half of the show we're also going to talk about um, just being a doctor uh, and working as a, being a uh, mum and working, so we'll do that in the kind of second half of the show um, because I know some people had some comments about that, but right now... Um, postnatal depression so i've done a show already so if people that are listening already as as my regular listeners they know that i've talked about depression i've talked about mental health before but i wanted to, because this is something specific related to a, a particular condition we'll uh, do a kind of a little bit of a recap in what i mean when i say depression and i'll also talk about it in in specific to this this postnatal what that means and then after i've done that hopefully um i've got my friend saxon who's waiting to talk to me on it and we'll bring her on air after this hopefully so i'm hoping that that will all go smoothly so we we think or we know um postnatal depression is underreported um uh, many women feel a bit down after they've had a baby so what 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 i mean when i say postnatal is the period after having a baby and we usually the postnatal period we usually mean from from birth to one year many women feel a bit down after they've had a baby and they can get tearful or anxious in the first few in the first you know week or two and that's really normal and we don't even we kind of gloss over that a bit really and and we we term that usually the baby blues and it's it's as i said it's so common that it's kind of almost considered normal now if your symptoms last longer or they start later within that period then you could have something called postnatal depression and postnatal depression can start any time in the first year after giving birth signs that you or somebody that you know might be depressed include a persistent feeling of sadness and low mood Lack of enjoyment uh, and lack of interest in the wider world, a lack of energy, um, feeling kind of tired, wanting to sleep all the time, difficulty bonding with your baby. So this is something kind of now specific to uh, in the postnatal period, specific to being a mum really now, isn't it? When you're talking about difficulties in bonding with a baby, problems concentrating and making decisions, 
women can have really frightening thoughts for example about even even about hurting their baby and in the extreme of cases you know it's thoughts about hurting the baby thoughts about hurting themselves and in tragic tragic cases um, women can actually die by suicide not a continuous cough I don't need to go and get tested right so many people don't realize that they have postnatal depression because the signs can come on gradually um, and well just a, just a side point really men men can get postnatal depression too which uh, is interesting isn't it um so because i wanted to, i wanted to kind of sh show how common it was i wanted women to see um it's okay to talk about it um so i asked a friend of mine who i knew had had been through this if she would come and speak to me about it so i'm going to try to get her on air now just so just bear with me a moment <laughs> So Saxon, are you on? Are you there? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. So, um, so I'm just going to briefly tell everybody how we know each other, um, and then we'll, yeah, sure. And then we'll do this. So Saxon and I went to the same medical school. So we went to medical school in Leeds, and we I finished my training in 2010, um, and we did uh, some what we call committee work together. So I've known Saxon for a long time, and then. When I was in my first uh, couple of years of working as a doctor, um, I worked with Saxon's husband. We worked on the same ward. Um, so I've been round to Saxon's house for things like barbecue. So we, we've known each other for, you know, 10 to 15 years now. Um, and unfortunately, as you work in medicine, you don't you don't see people a lot um, over the years sometimes, or even though you make good friends with people. So... Um, haven't seen actually seen Saxon for a while, but we we talk on social media regularly. Um, and I knew, you know, I've known when she's had babies. She's got two boys, um, and um, I've got a little girl. So we've talked about being a mum. We've talked about being doctors, um, going back to work in medicine, and we've recently we've talked about what it's like um, with coronavirus being a doctor because Saxon had to shield. Um, so there's been lots of kind of issues that we've had. To, to talk about um, and then Saxon I think did something really brave um, she talked about her postnatal depression she talked about it on the media um, on social media sorry not in the not in the actual media and um, I thought she was really brave for doing this and when I asked her kind of why have you done that um, she said it's because uh, she wanted to raise awareness of it which I think is really brave so if you don't mind Saxon if you can kind of just yeah. talk a little bit about that um so first of all um thank you for kind of coming on um uh, and thank no you worries for, thank i'm you sorry i can't be there so yeah you got a temperature yesterday which is just yeah not good yeah. timing so just no. just tell me and tell our listeners um a little bit about what happened to you after after giving birth 
Yeah, so I actually had two children quite close together. So I've got two boys. They're 13 months apart. So uh, after my first baby, everything was fine. You know, I, uh, no problems. I really enjoyed being a mom. And um, we obviously had the second um, quite soon after that. And again, it was an easy pregnancy. Didn't really have too many issues um, during the pregnancy at all. Um, after we'd had him, initially I was fine. Um, and it, so he was born in November 2018, the second uh, my second child um, and I think to be honest it, it sort of I almost didn't realize that uh, anything was happening because it crept up very insidiously I'd say mm-hmm. um, so I think th- there had actually been a few triggering events some of which didn't become apparent to me until much later when I had counseling um, but one thing in particular was that I uh, as Hannah said I'm an anesthetist I had quite a few colleagues who'd uh, recently been unwell um, quite a few, about three or four, had been diagnosed with cancer. Some of them were very young, very similar age to me, and I think it had really it had made a, a lot of my work colleagues really... Um, it, it shocked us a lot because I guess it's weird, but as a doctor, you almost sometimes feel a bit like you're invincible because you're looking after sick people all the time. You feel mm-hmm. like it's never going to happen to you. Yeah. So when it does, I think it's a real shock uh, that that happens. So I think everyone... There was definitely sort of a sense of anxiety amongst work colleagues about that to start with and then had my second baby um and yeah I think it it sort of started out like health anxiety I think because I had these two boys that were really young I'd seen a few of my colleagues get sick and I suddenly found myself worrying a lot being like oh my gosh you know what what would I do if something like this happened to me I've got two really young kids what would happen, you know, if I got sick, if I died, I'd leave my kids without a mother. I think it all started from there. Uh, and I noticed I was getting increasingly anxious um, about that. Again, uh, as you said, it's quite common to get the so-called baby blues, which which can also manifest as being anxious. So I thought, oh, it's probably just that. It's probably just uh, the postpartum hormones and, and things. Then it, it sort of started, I'd say, around Christmas time that year. It started to get, It started to escalate a bit. For some reason, I became complete. I started to get fixated on the fact that I had um, what you call a bloodborne virus. Mm-hmm. So by that, I'm talking about HIV, hepatitis C, that sort of thing. So you were I've, you you kept thinking yeah. that you this this has this was something real for you. This wasn't just like a, yeah. oh, a fleeting thought. This was oh, I've got this so, wrong with me. Yeah, it it kind of started as a fleeting thought, but then uh, for some reason, gradually, I just became fixated on the fact that. I must, there must be something wrong with me, and for some reason it was a bloodborne virus. I, uh, as I said, there were some triggering events that became apparent later for that, I think, as to why I fixated on that. But at first, again, it was just uh, I could convince myself that it wasn't true. Um, but my husband started to notice that I was a lot more anxious than normal. He was like, I, I really think you need to see a doctor. I don't think this is normal. Uh, near Christmas, one of my close friends who's known me for years said oh, is everything okay you don't really seem yourself um and i sort of dismissed it at the time i think because i i just hadn't realized that i started to not realize that this was abnormal and it was by the january quite early in the january of the next year that it, it became it, it went to another level so it wasn't just worrying uh, that i had this i became convinced that i was sick that there was something wrong with me i think it really came to a head um i had stayed at my mother-in-law's house for a night with the kids can't remember if that's because my husband was working or what but anyway I went back the next day with the kids 
and my husband went to give me a hug and I said oh I said no you can't come near me I said my blood's poison you're going to catch something so that's when it was it became like I was convinced that I was sick there was something wrong with me and that I was contagious as well and then he was like right you've got to see a doctor um so essentially he he like booked an appointment and made me go I'm just going to explain explain that in in, in extreme cases of just for people that are listening so in extreme cases of postnatal depression, people can have psychotic uh, thoughts. So in case people are thinking, oh, this isn't what you, uh, what uh, what Dr. Hannah was saying before uh, about her mood and things, but in actually in extreme cases, you can have um, postnatal uh, depression with psychosis and you can actually get postnatal psychosis as a separate condition as well. Um, so I'm just explaining to listeners that are listening that, you know, this is all kind of part and parcel of mental health in um, in, in ladies that have just had a baby. Um, so just so people kind of understand a bit that. So if you just, yeah, if you want to carry on talking about what it was like for you. Yeah, so it, and it was, and it's again like being a doctor, I'd see obviously seen people that had... Um, as you say, like psychotic beliefs or another thing to say is delusional beliefs. So it's where you've got a belief and you're convinced it's, it's true, um, whereas other people would know it isn't. It's sort of like that. So I was c- convinced that I was sick. Um, and uh, my husband said, you know, this is this has gone. Now you really do have to see a doctor like this is completely not normal. Um, so he booked the appointment for me and was like, right, you're going to the doctor. I didn't really, I think because I was feeling so anxious, I didn't, I, I thought, yeah, I, I do, I need some sort of help, even if it's just to manage the anxiety, because obviously I didn't think, I was convinced I was sick. So um, I was worried about going, because I thought at first, like, oh, you know, do I really need to go? Is there really anything wrong with me? Um, but when I did, when I did go, I was quite up I'm never really the type of person to bottle things up so I do tend to ask for help when I need it so I think when I was pushed to go to the doctor and I did talk about it um and I said what had been going on they I I guess you're always worried that they're going to think you know why are you here like you're being silly but actually it was completely the opposite they took it very seriously um they'd obviously seen yeah 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 so i can i can reflect on that with you especially as a doctor when you go to another doctor with a problem you think oh um i should be able to know how to deal with this because i'm in that profession so why is this kind of yeah exactly yeah um yeah were you scared yeah i think i was more scared because i i was convinced i was sick Mm. um so i think that was that was what i was worried about more um but i was kind of i guess yeah anxious about actually telling someone who wasn't in my family about yeah. it because um, I guess it's it's a big step isn't it to do that mm. um, so I was but I think the fear was more just that I was convinced that I was sick and um, yeah, yeah. do you remember your worst day what was it like your worst day because obviously you had these two boys to look after as well yeah yeah so, um... I think yeah sorry carry on. <laughs> yeah so what was it like you know if you think back now kind of your worst day yeah what was it what was it you know in your kind of depths of despair really at that time aren't you and you're supposed to be yeah so women are told obviously you have a baby you're meant to be yeah. happy you're meant to be in a, like a you're meant to feel like oh this is just the the most amazing time um so there's guilt isn't there about feeling something yeah. different yeah because you're just meant yeah. to feel happy um, but can you kind of just reflect and tell us what was it like actually for you at that time with these two young boys, but how you were actually feeling at that time? Like, what, what was your worst day like? I think the worst day was definitely, 
as I, I'd mentioned before, when I said that my blood's poisoned, you can't come near me, because at, but at that point I was just convinced I was sick and it was completely delusional. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I think I, I'm just going to have some water, sorry, <laughs> I've been talking too much, obviously. No, no, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, so Saxon couldn't come in today because she got a bit of a cough and a temperature, so obviously when she messaged yeah. me last night and said that, I said, you have to go, yeah, she's been for a COVID test and she's not got it back yet, so obviously she couldn't come yeah. into the studio, but this two-hour show was actually planned uh, with her um, here as well, um, so we could talk about that, and then the plan was later to be able to talk to you about what it's like being a mum working in medicine and then uh, but, yeah. but then obviously we can't do that this time but we can do that another time Saxon don't worry um, yeah definitely I'd love to you come feel, in in person yeah, how do you feel um, thinking about thinking back to that time now so we've we're a couple of years down the line now aren't we so how do you feel yeah, when you think yeah. about that time now well I think I feel really glad that I got help quite early and I don't think I would have if it wasn't for my husband saying you know there's something wrong this isn't normal you've got to see a doctor um <laughs> But I look back now and I, I can't believe that I had those thoughts. I can't believe how convinced I was. Mm-hmm. And it's almost just scary to think, you know, um, it was actually delusional beliefs. I really did think I was sick, you know. Yeah. And <coughs> now I look and I know it's it's not true at all. Yeah. Do you need to take a break? Do you need to take a break for a second? <laughs> A little bit, yeah, yeah. sorry. That's fine to say, yeah, so you can stop talking for a second and I'll just carry on. Um, I'll leave you on air so when you come back, you can just co- uh, come back to me. Okay, yeah. Um, so a lot of women um, are embarrassed uh, to talk about uh, postnatal depression and we know that and I know that for, for the women that I speak to in my clinic. And, for example, when I spoke to Saxon, um, I also know, uh, well, a few people sent me their stories because obviously I told people that I was going to talk about this this week um, and so I had people that messaged me their stories and then when I asked them you know are you happy to talk about it you know it was only Saxon that said yes um, so that's um well, I don't know if well, I, well, I don't know if that's particularly related to postnatal depression or just mental health problems all in themselves. People don't want to talk about it. Um, people, even though we know that they're common, I've said before, one in four people um, in any given week will will suffer from some type of mental health problem. We know that one in six people in their life will have depression, um, and in in particular with postnatal depression. Um, so, as I said, the postnatal period is the year after you've had a baby. So, if you think about all the complications that can happen with pregnancy, with birth, um, and just generally in life. So, so a surprising figure um, that I read when I was doing research for this show was one in five, so 20% of women that die in the postnatal period, so in the first year, is actually a death by suicide. So, that I mean, that is... A huge huge number and I guess that explains why I thought it was so important for us to bring these issues to the table really um, and uh, in particular because I know um, in uh, South Asian women uh, and I know it's South Asian that mainly listen to this radio station because it's an Asian radio station uh, we know it's underreported uh, we know people are embarrassed to talk about it um, I, I'm actually concerned that more women have it and they never tell anybody um, and that's why I wanted uh, to, to to focus something on this show. And I know I've said kind of shocking figures here, really. So um, we'll, I, I get asked every week if I'll talk a little bit in Urdu. So I am going to do that after the show. But obviously I'm not going to do that with Saxon because she won't understand what I'm saying. But, you know, I will give a recap in Urdu later um, for our listeners that uh, prefer me to speak in Urdu. Um, Saxon, are you back now? Yeah, I'm back. 
so um if we sorry about that no, no it's absolutely fine um why do you think so i've just said um i've just said yeah. um that there's 20 percent of women uh, uh is a death by suicide um in the postnatal period yeah. which is huge numbers isn't it and and yeah and i think part of that reason i think we can both agree it's because people don't seek help um and yeah. part of that reason is because they're embarrassed uh so yeah. why, why do you think women are embarrassed to talk about this I think so to start with I think there's there's generally a stigma around mental health uh, mental illness anyway to start with I think it is I mean there's a lot of campaigns recently to try and break the stigma so I think it always has been a bit of a taboo subject and I think it's so so with I guess postnatal depression like you said um, you feel like it should be a really happy time so when you're feeling the opposite to that you sort of think this isn't normal and I shouldn't be feeling like this and you know they almost feel ashamed to admit it I suppose that you're not that it's not really perfect and you're enjoying every minute of it mm. um I think motherhood can be quite competitive um what do you mean, what I, do you mean I when you say that I, I think so especially because of social media I think there's a lot of uh things like Instagram where you see like these I call them insta perfect mums where they have these perfect photos, they're perfectly made up, dressed perfectly. It's like their life is absolutely perfect, and it just doesn't seem, to, it almost doesn't seem like a, a real reflection of motherhood. And I think yeah. it's it's sort of like, oh, you, you know, in, the, in this day and age, you know, you've got to be super mum. And I think there's a lot of that out there. Uh, and it can make women feel like, it can make them feel, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not a good mother because I'm not like that or, or whatever. But I don't think it's a realistic... Um, reflection of motherhood but i guess it can put a competitive uh, side to it you actually um, started um you actually started a blog on it didn't you um, yes on your yeah i did so media, yeah yeah like when i was pregnant and after i had my first child i got so sick of seeing these insta perfect things yeah. that i thought right you know am i the only one who's like really sleep deprived emotional um yeah. clearing up all the time so i i yeah the aim of my blog and instagram was to try and be realistic and uh, you know be like it's normal to feel tired it's normal to be cleaning up all the time you know it's normal to be sleep deprived just because i i think there's a lot of stuff out there that just doesn't give a realistic view of motherhood at all yeah but i think that's part of it i think also that people in general people don't like to seem like they're not coping yeah and i think admitting you're depressed or you're anxious or especially as a doctor uh, yeah and especially as a doctor like you said in general they tend to be higher any, any, any profession yeah. any profession where yeah. you it's you know you're a you're you're in a high career or if you're yeah. in a profession where you're looking after other people it, it's very hard yeah. to admit when hang on a minute there's a problem here um yes yeah, so, so, yeah i think mm, so i yeah. mean it's it, i just think it's an absolute inspiration for you to actually come out and talk about these things. Um, I'm so grateful. We haven't got loads more time, Saxon, to talk. No, no, but, no worries. Yeah. Um, as a, we've got a final, like, you know, a few minutes. Um, uh, what, what advice would you give someone who is going through those feelings? Um, they've just had a baby. Uh, everybody's yeah. saying congratulations. Oh, you're so lucky. Um, you've had yeah. a baby. Um, you know, oh my God, it's just the most amazing thing in life, isn't it? And then you're yeah. having these feelings. So what advice would you, what real advice would you give to somebody in that space and that time yeah. who's feeling like 
this or feeling like you are um, having beliefs that are not real or low in mood or you know these really scary thoughts of wanting to harm the baby or um yeah even wanting to harm yourself you know what what's the best advice that we can give these ladies I think oh, it's really difficult because I think especially if, if you're in a place where you're having delusional beliefs, it's, it's very difficult to see that there's a problem, I guess. I think I, the first thing is, like, I, I can't stress enough, don't be ashamed to seek help because as doctors, people, doctors have seen this so many times. They're trained to pick up on it, um, especially in postpartum women because, it, as, as you say, it's, um, it can cause serious issues. Um, and so they are really trained to pick up on it. They're very experienced with dealing with it. So it, they're not going to judge you. They're going to want to help. Like I said, when I saw the doctor, they took it really seriously. Um, they were really concerned. Um, and they will point you in all the right directions to get treatment, whether that is medication, uh, counseling, or a combination. I think just please don't be scared to ask them because they honestly are not going to judge you. Everything you say to your doctor within reason is confidential. So they're not, it's not, it's, 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 there's no worry about that. Um, it, it is like someone you can trust that you're talking to. Um, and I, I just please don't be ashamed. Um, and I think it, it's actually, I was astonished that when I spoke out about it on my social media, that how many people came forward, yeah. it, whether that's commenting on it or private messaging, yeah. who'd had really similar experiences. It is so common. It's just so, that no one talks about it. Yeah, Saxon, so I've had that yeah. as well. So um, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Well, I don't think you've been able to listen to many of my shows, but since I started my shows, um, I've done, yeah. I've kind of tried to do like uh, themes. Um, so we've done, we've done a theme on cancer and then I've done a theme on mental health where I've done two, this is, I think the second or third show on that. And since I've started talking about it openly, um, using this platform, um, I've had people messaging me, um, who may have, some of them haven't even told their own families how they're feeling. Um, yeah. and they've messaged me and, you know, I've, 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 because obviously, you know, we can't give that sort of personal advice. I've, I've just been able to say to them, look, you really need to speak to your doctor. You, you need to go and speak to them today. Um, yeah. and it's just, we know that it's happening. We know that people are feeling like this. We know that women are going through feeling like feelings like this. Um, but we also know that they're not getting help. And this is not just, this is not just what we know from research because the research shows this as well. But I, we know from our own personal experiences, so we can talk it from our, you know, talk about it from what's actually happened to us. So since Saxon started doing her blog, um, it's a, if anybody wants to read it, it's the the Truth Serum Mum on um, on Instagram, um, and I'll link yeah. to it. I'll link to it through my through my page afterwards if anybody wants to check check that out, Saxon. Um, but oh, that's um, great, thanks. I've had uh, women. You know, I had one woman who hadn't even spoken to her husband, Saxon, and that just made me feel yeah. so sad. And she said, yeah, yeah. Um, she messaged me saying, I've just had a baby. I feel horrible. Um, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't I don't even want to be around my baby. Um, yeah. But I'd, I'm scared to tell my husband because, you know, we were trying for this baby for a long time. I'm meant to be feeling yeah. really happy. Um, this this woman had fertility issues. Now, anybody who's actually, just as a side point, anybody who's listening who's had fertility issues, I am going to do a series of shows on fertility as well. I know that women find it difficult to talk to, uh, to listen to people talking about 
issues related to pregnancy and being a mum, even these sort of issues. So um, I am in the future, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, I'm going to do a series on infertility as well. So look out for those. So, um, yeah, Saxon, so I think we'd both agree, because um, I'm going to have to uh, get you off now because we've got, like, ads and news coming yeah. up and things. Mm-hmm. Um, no worries. So we'd both agree, um, uh, tell somebody... Um, yeah, you know, even if you don't go to your doctor straight away, tell a member of your family, tell a friend. Uh, most, yeah. most people want, you know, one or two close people in their lives. Um, because if you don't feel like you can go and get help, maybe they can get help for you. Yeah, and I think, and just to add quickly, sorry, I know we're no, running out of time, but fine. I think if, like I said, my husband had noticed that things weren't right, and so had one of my close friends, and I guess it's sort of being receptive to that and yeah. being like, oh, right, hang on a minute. Is this normal? Because both of them are telling me, you don't see me yourself. Is everything okay? I'm going to say, so not, I guess just, sometimes... um, not just being receptive to that, um, but actually, yeah. if you know somebody, if, if, you're, if you're listening and you're the partner of somebody that's just had a baby, or because you spend the most time with that woman, um, or if you're a friend, and when you go, well, I know we're not able to go and visit people as much as we did before, but we're starting to kind of be able to do that stuff now. When you go and see somebody that's had a baby, instead of asking them, I hate this question, oh, is she being good? <laughs> is she good? For um, I hate that question uh, because no babies are good for mums, all right. Um, they're all, they all no, cry. No, exactly. They all have to keep you up all yeah. night. Okay, so I don't care. If, anybody's tell, if anybody rings me or messages me and says, my six-week-old baby is sleeping through the night, you're lying. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I know. So, um, so instead of instead of asking them, is she good for you? Is he good for you? Why don't you ask her? How are you feeling? You know, are you feeling all right? How, you know, is there anything that I can do? Do you want to chat about anything away from, um, away from the the house? Or you know, what what do you want to go for a walk, socially distance walk? Sorry, um, you know, yeah. or go for a coffee. You know, why don't we? open up these conversations between us um so if somebody is struggling um that you can be that person that's there for them um and i think um saxon do you want to say one more thing before before we have to let you go uh yeah no i think that's pretty much it i think just yeah don't don't be ashamed to seek help um i know unfortunately there is still a stigma attached to mental health and there's a, a lot a lot of people are trying to do things to break that but really doctors have dealt with this kind of thing a lot and and they're not going to judge you they're going to be glad that you came to them and asked for help and yeah like I said yeah I think confide in someone that you trust about how you're feeling because you never know maybe they felt like it as well Saxon, thank you so much for coming live on Radio Sunday. <laughs> That's okay, I'm sorry I couldn't be there in person, I'm sorry about my uh... well, You've passed the radio test uh, you've passed the radio oh, test so you can <laughs> You can come into the studio when things are a bit more settled. We've got loads of other issues that we can talk about. And people are always interested to know um, about, you know, what it's like being a woman in medicine and things like that. So we can do that. Yeah. So if anybody knows Saxon, um, you know, message her um, tell her that she's done really well. She'll really, really appreciate it. Um, so bye, Saxon. Bye. And I'm sorry for my coughing. It's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think we can all agree that she's been so, so brave to come on and talk about that. Um, Saxon's obviously, uh, uh, well, she can't speak Urdu, which is why I didn't talk about any of this in Urdu, but after the break, I will give a recap. And I think I do know that some ladies like me to speak in Urdu um, so they can understand things as well. So I will do that after the after I've played a song. So my next song I'm going to play is for Saxon. Um 
I'm going to um, do a song and then um, we're going to go into, we've got some ads and the news coming up and things. So we'll do all that. And then after 11, um, I'll be back and we'll talk about, we'll do an other recap of what's been happening so far. And then I'll talk about a few other things as well, including what it's like working in medicine, what it's like being a career well, career woman, which I don't really like that term and I'll explain why. Um, so I'll be back after uh, this You are listening to Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. This is still Dr. Henna. Normally the dentists come on at this time and as you are all aware, doctors know nothing about teeth. So I'm going to carry on talking about my thing and not about... This is not a dental show. So before the ads, um, I was talking about postnatal depression and uh, I sometimes get messages from ladies to ask if I can just talk about a few things in Urdu. So I'm going to do that now uh, just so people can understand what I've said. So everybody that's listening can understand what I said, hopefully. So postnatal period is time अगर आपको डिप्रेशन हो मैं डिप्रेशन में पहले शोज में भी बात की है मैंने तो अगर इस टाइम में आपको में डिप्रेशन हो तो हम कहते हैं पोस्टनेटल डिप्रेशन पोस्टनेटल मींस आफ्टर प्रेगनेंसी तो हमें पता है कि हमारे अपने एशियन सोसाइटी में ये औरता रिपोर्ट नहीं करती था उनकी डिप्रेशन होती है इस बारे में इस टाइम में और डिप्रेशन के साथ वो बिलीफ भी हो सकते हैं द बिलीफ्स दैट आर नॉट ट्रू ये भी हो सकता है तो जब मैं डिप्रेशन कहती हूं कि मेरा मीनिंग है कि आपके मूड लो होए आपका दिल नहीं करता कि मैं कुछ करूं आपके बहुत ज्यादा टायर्डनेस हो सकता है बेबी होने के अलावा टायर्ड एंड आल्सो इन एक्सट्रीम केसेस में आप यह भी सोच सकते हैं कि बेबी के हार्म करने के बारे में को बेबी को शायद आप सोचते हैं कि आई वांट टू हर्ट माय बेबी कि मैं ये थॉट्स आपके कंट्रोल में नहीं होते ये डिप्रेशन की वजह से होते हैं और इन वेरी एक्सट्रीम केसेस में औरतें खुदकुशी भी कर सकती हैं now postnatal depression men's may be hosta as well but obviously much more common in women now reason nahi pata ke ye kyun hota some ladies ko kyun hota some ladies ko nahi hota now if you uh, have depression before phir aapka zyada 
चांस है कि पोस्ट नेटल डिप्रेशन हो या अगर आपका कोई कोई भी मेंटल हेल्थ प्रॉब्लम पहले हो फिर आपका डिप्रेशन पोस्ट नेटल डिप्रेशन की ज्यादा खतरा है तो मेन पॉइंट्स जो मैंने बात की अपने फ्रेंड से और जो मैं आपको कह रही हूं कि अगर आपके ये फीलिंग्स होए और एक दो हफ्ते हो गए हैं बेबी होने से पहले तो ये नॉर्मल नहीं है कि आपकी ये फीलिंग होना तो प्लीज आप जरूर किसी को कुछ बात कीजिए अपने को कोई कुछ बताएं अपने हस्बैंड पार्टनर को बताओ अपने फैमिली वाले को बताएं कि मेरे ये फीलिंग हो रही है तो बहुत ज्यादा हमारी सोसाइटी में मेंटल हेल्थ के एम्बेरसमेंट होती है लोगों को शर्म आती है कि लो जी मुझे ये क्या हो रहा है और शायद ये औरतें उनको अब खुद ही नहीं पता कि ये फीलिंग नॉर्मल है तो अगर आप किसी को जानते हैं कि बेबी हुआ है उनको तो प्लीज आप उनको पूछें कि आपकी फीलिंग कैसी है हाउ यू फीलिंग यू नो हाउ यू कोपिंग विद थिंग्स उनको ये सारे सवाल पूछिए तो आई जस्ट वॉन्ट टू मैंशन इट बिकॉज इट्स अ रियली इम्पॉर्टेंट इश्यू हैपन्स पीपल डोंट टॉक अबाउट इट वी नो दैट पीपल डोंट टॉक अबाउट इट आई नो विद इन माई माई प्रैक्टिस एज अ डॉक्टर दैट वीमेन कम टू मी एंड दे हैव नॉट टोल्ड एनी बॉडी इन देर फैमिली एंड देव समाइम्स दे मैंशन इट एज अ साइड पॉइंट um when they come for something else they say by the way and this is not a by the way issue here this is something that's real that's happening there is help available <clears throat> you can speak to your doctor you can speak to your midwife um there are absolutely brilliant postnatal teams um in the hospital and in the community they help thousands of women across the country so please 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 if you're feeling like this don't keep it to yourself talk to somebody and get help you have got nothing to feel embarrassed about these are common issues and i i am trying to bring these sort of issues to the forefront i want people to talk about it because if you don't tell somebody then you can't get help and these are these are one this is one of the main messages that i'm trying to get out about mental health issues and obviously in particular in this case related to south asian women If you are just tuning in you are listening to Radio Sangam 107.9 FM you're still listening to Dr Hena so I normally do a show 10 till 11 but today I'm here 10 till 12 because the dentist uh, are not able to make it so I've been asked to extend my show which is an absolute pleasure because it means that I get to spend a bit more time with you guys and you guys get to listen to me for another hour um look <laughs> look at you <laughs> If you want to WhatsApp the studio it's 07444 202 155 07444 202 155 
202 I've had messages from Janaid. Thank you, Yasin. Thank you. My mum's messaged me today. <laughs> Thanks, mum. I put the <laughs> I put the WhatsApp number in her phone last night um, as she's messaged me. So, yes, mama, I'll play you a song later. Don't worry. <laughs> um, uh thank you. Emily, thank you. And Isabella, thank you. What I'd like to do is just tell you uh, plans for future shows. So for people that have listened to me regularly and for people that are just tuning in now, so you kind of know what's going to be coming up over the next few weeks. Um, for you to put, maybe if you want to ask me some questions related to it or if you want to make sure that you listen or even if you... Um, have uh, a topic that you want to suggest as well um, that I don't include. Um, I think it, it's uh, important for me to kind of tell you guys what's coming up. So next week, um, I've uh, well, I've had a few messages, especially with uh, this time of year with applications and people going to university and things like that. Um, what's it like being a doctor? What's it like um, being at medical school? And people, uh, some people ask advice about application to medical school, and then they want to know what is it actually like working as a doctor. Um, I mean, I guess you guys see us in the hospital and in the GP surgery, and on uh, TV is not really a good representation unless you watch the real life shows um so it's not it's not it's not when it's not like when you watch scrubs or Grey's anatomy in real life unfortunately people are uh, uh, i'm gonna <laughs> say people are not as good looking but that's a bit rude uh, but some people are as good looking um but um so we're gonna do that next week and um some of you may know or have heard of a friend of mine um called uh, dr amir khan and he's gonna come on air um well maybe come to the studio maybe come on air but it might be on air because of still these issues with social distancing and all that kind of thing um, but he's gonna come on and talk about what it's like for him working as a doctor so just i've got somebody else to kind of talk about that as well um so um he's uh, somebody that you may or may not have heard of in on the media because he does a lot of media work um, so he's going to be talking to me next week and then the week after that we're going to do a show on how to support somebody living with cancer um, and I have uh, asked a couple of people if they will talk about their experiences so once I've got confirmation from them um, we should have a, a chat about that and I'll be able to give some advice and I should be having um, somebody uh, a chat with somebody from Macmillan Cancer who are an amazing organisation so hopefully um, that will be that week and then uh, after that, um, because well, first of all, because I have um, messages about it, uh, I, I, I've and I know it's a big issue for some people, and especially today because I've been talking about issues related to pregnancy and childbirth, and these are big triggers for people that are suffering from infertility. So I'm going to start a series on infertility, and we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about. Uh, what it's like, um, how common it is. We'll talk about miscarriage. We'll talk about all of the things that 
people don't talk about, um, which is kind of like what my shows are turning into, aren't they? Um, things that people don't want to talk about. But it's because I want to get the information out there. And if people are scared to go and seek help, uh, then at least they might be able to get some information from me. And, you know, if I can do that for somebody, then I feel like I've kind of done my job and, and the reason that I started this radio show. Um, we're going to carry on then um, into September doing shows related to cancer and I've actually, um, I'm waiting for again confirmation to speak to um, a breast surgeon and he might even be able to come into the studio hopefully at that time to talk about his experiences meeting ladies with breast cancer um, and you know I talked about this before but these issues are still around and you know people might have missed my first shows or you know these are things that I think are important enough to kind of bring up again so those are the plans over the next coming weeks and then also after that towards later on towards the end you know like coming out of there we're going to do things a lot more on women's health things like menopause things like that and I'm going to keep coming back to other issues as well um, um, uh, as you know, well, as I talked about last week, uh, I do a lot of work in cardiology. Um, so, you know, I'll bring up heart disease at some point. And then I know we, in our community, we've got diabetes are prevalent. So we'll do, you know, all of these things. You know, I'm here every week uh, on a Sunday morning, usually 10 till 11. Um, sometimes looks like I'll be here 10 till 12. So I'll have... I'll have uh, content to bring to you every week and I'm hoping that people are learning and I'm hoping, um, just as I've been getting messages, I'm hoping that people will uh, message me ideas about things um, maybe you want me to talk about or even questions about things that I am talking about. intended this to happen but um because i've been playing bangra i've been playing a bangra song every week um for the last like two or three weeks and people are like loving it i've been getting like messages from my friends sending me pictures of uh, message uh, videos of their kids dancing to bangra um so we're going to keep going with that um and um, a special treat for you uh this week um i'm going to do two bangra songs and the reason i'm doing two uh one i'm going to do uh for my mum um and then the second one um is going to be because uh, I spoke to Saxon today and this is the only song that she will have heard of that she's heard of um, so we'll do those two we'll play those two songs and then I'll come back and then what I'm going to do um, which I said I was going to do last week but I ran out of time is just answer a couple of questions uh, people ha that, that people have asked me more than one person's asked me I'm going to answer a couple of questions just general questions that I get asked um, before we kind of end the show so um Stay tuned uh, if Bangra time. Send me your videos like you have been doing. If you want to WhatsApp the studio. Hi, you are listening to 107.9 Radio Sangam. If you're just tuning, actually, if you're just tuning in, where have you been? Where have you been? I've been here since 10 o'clock. <laughs> So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Henna. Normally do the 10 till 11 show on a Sunday, but today I'm here till 12. 
also don't normally get an opportunity to directly answer questions that people have asked me over the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to do that today. So, first of all, first of all, this week I've been asked, what do you think? What do you think about people gathering in crowds, such as people that gathered on Pakistani Independence Day in Manchester? Um, okay, so it doesn't matter what I think about it. I always kind of say that um, it doesn't matter what I think about what anybody's done already. Um, but what I am going to say is that the virus is still out there. Uh, if you're from a South Asian population, you are twice as likely as a white person to die from the virus. So just a kind of food for thought there. Um, working as a doctor, being a doctor, being a healthcare professional throughout this pandemic has meant that we have seen things, we have heard things, we have talked to people, we have had conversations with people that we never ever thought we've had. We've worked in a way that we never thought we would work. Um, I have spoken to people whose family members have died. I've spoken to, uh, you know, I've seen patients that have died. Um, people don't think about these things when they when they are just going about their daily business. And I think, um, you know, I can understand where people kind of, you know, they, people are getting fed up now and I totally understand that um, because it's a really difficult time. But we we have lived through it. We've lost over 50,000 people in the UK through this virus. And just be mindful and if you have been out in a crowd um maybe just be careful about who you're going to visit over the next week or two especially our elder population and people that are, are poorly with other conditions and you know if you have symptoms please stay at home had a couple of questions or I get questions um, which I kind of mentioned already briefly what advice would you give someone wanting to apply to medicine right so for this show because it's a question that I get asked quite a lot and other doctors that I know get asked this question um, I'm going to feature a bit of my show next week just talking about this um, so how you know what's the application process so if you know somebody um, family, you know, younger one, um, and they're thinking about a career in medicine. Um, you know, I'll give a little bit of information uh, next next week for that. Um, and that's because I think it's important for people to know. And also this year in particular, um, some of the courses and things they haven't been running um, as they would normally run. You know, the access to medicine courses and you know application courses they haven't been running, and people might not have been able to access them online. So. You know, if you know anybody that might be interested in that, um, if you know anybody who wants to know what it's really, really like working as a doctor, um, we're going to discuss that next week and I'm going to have a friend of mine who's going to speak to me about that as well. Now, I think it'll probably be over the phone because we're still having to social distance at the moment. Um, you know, within the studio, it might not be possible to do that. Um, I was going to try with Saxon, but again, she couldn't come in anyway. Um, so I think um, let's try to do that. Uh, let's try to do that next week. Something else that happened this week was that A level results came out. So, two messages to give about that. So, um, 
my first thing is congratulations to everybody that got um, good grades um, or the grades that you wanted um, and congratulations in particular to people that are going to go to study medicine um, well done and getting into medicine it's really hard uh, welcome to the beginning of your career agar aap kisi ko jante hain who's going to medical school you know and ko zarur apne meri taraf se congratulations the year like it's um, it's the it's the beginning of the most amazing roller coaster journey that they'll take in their life if you didn't get the grades or if you know somebody that didn't get the grades agar aap kisi ko jante that didn't get the grades i'm going to say well normally what i would say is try again you know work harder do spend a year but this year this year because of the way that the grades were given out this year i'm going to say if you really really believe that the applicant that the grades that you got um were not right um, because you had a place in 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 a university for something that you haven't managed to get appeal the grades okay there are a lot there's lots of information online about it um just just search to appeal your a level grades uh, or if you want to message me um you know I'll give you my details uh, so I'm on Instagram uh, at dr uh, d-o-c-t-o-r.henna-h-e-n-n-a um, and I'm on Twitter um, henna h-e-n-n-a surname Anwa a-n-w-a-r on Twitter I'll share the you know the information about appealing the grades because I know I've spoken to people that have been extremely disappointed with the way that the grades were done this year so if you really feel that you haven't got the grades that you deserved um, please appeal them in, in normal circumstances in any other year I would say you know just try again work harder if you think that, if you're disappointed with the grades that you got and you feel that they were a fair representation of the work that you did then please don't think that one year in your life so working harder and trying to work hard again to get the grades um, is going to make too much of a difference in your life I I didn't do medicine um, to to start off with. I I did a d- another degree and a master's even before I went to medical school. And it doesn't make any difference when you get into your, you know, when you get into your twenties, thirties. It doesn't make a difference. People don't ask you, oh, what what route of entry did you take in? It's just the fact that you've got it and you're working in that job. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to say about that, really. what I'm going to do now is I don't normally get to do uh, song requests or play songs for people um, but I've got a couple of dear people that I know are listening because they've messaged me, just messaged me so uh, Faiza, Uzma um, Fazana, Isabella so my friend Isabella um, well I talk about uh, somebody different every week and I haven't talked about Isabella yet um, so Isabella is a friend of mine who's originally from Argentina we worked together in our what we call foundation Uh, training so the first couple of years that we work in medicine and Isabella was like super super excited uh, when she was invited to my wedding so I talked about last week about uh, South Asian heritage and how you know it's not always um, negative things that you get from people you get loads of positive experience as well so she wanted to wear Shirag Kameez to my wedding um, she didn't know anything about our culture so she came around, she wore Shirag Kameez um, and I just want to celebrate people like that in life, that want to know about other people's cultures um, and I've promised Isabella that I will at some point in our lifetime we, I will come to Argentina with you as well mm-hmm. 
And the other thing, um, which you basically, I think all of the women um, that I've just talked about now, um, we all work and um, so, and I hate this term career women because it kind of makes you feel like always oh, that's all you're bothered about when that's not true. So some of us um, ha- have children as well. I've got a daughter and a couple of the people that I mentioned have got children as well. I had a question from a girl, a young girl, and it really upset me. Um, and what... <laughs> Her question was this, uh, ladies. So her question was, should I study or should I get married and have a baby? So which which kind of career path, should, what should I do with my life type of thing? Why why do you need to ask that question? Why why do you need to ask either or? Do both. Do both of these things. I am a doctor. I have reached, you know, that part in my life. I've become a doctor. My friends are doctors. I'm also a mother. I have a daughter. Nothing takes away away from that and nothing takes away from the other thing. You can do both. No man would ever ever say to a friend or ask a question should I have a career or should I have children okay why are we asking questions like this you know if you're listening she didn't want me to name her if you're listening please do both you're only young um it doesn't matter which order you do things in um just you know have some faith in yourself um and do now i'm not um i'm not i'm not saying anything uh, wrong about women that decide to stay at home and have children or women that don't work i celebrate those two i've got friends i've got cousins that stay at home uh, and they stay at home mums and some of them are not even mums so i i am not bothered what people do um i celebrate everybody every woman should celebrate any woman for her choices okay I don't have a right as a woman that works to say to another woman, why don't you work? Just like she doesn't have a right to say to me, why do you go out to work and leave your daughter at home? Okay, we don't have a right to say that to each other. Everybody has their own decisions to make and everybody has a right to their own choices. Um, Let's just celebrate each other's choices and... You know, again, to the, you know, to, to all the young girls that are listening, you know, part of the reason that I wanted to do this show and that I kind of put myself forward for this is so people can look at me and say, she's, she's doing it. She's, she's come from a South Asian background or she's come from, you know, a different background. You know, my, neither of my parents were doctors. Um, um, and I went and did medicine. So if I can do it, and, you know, I'm sure, I'm so sure that you can do it as well. Right. So. For all the ladies that I just mentioned and for all the other ladies as well um, that are listening. So this song is for you and I'll be back after this. It's from Neo. It's called... Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. This is Dr. Henna. Um, normally do 10 till 11 on a Sunday morning. Today I'm doing 10 till 12. So, um, just, I mean, I haven't got much time left now, so I'm just going to do like a really, a brief, a very brief overview. So, if you 
are suffering from a low mood and you've just had a baby um, within the last, well, well, if you're suffering from a low mood anyway, um, but because this show was related to postnatal depression, please speak to somebody. If you have a baby or a low mood, feel good. कुछ हो रहा है और समझ नहीं आ रही जरूर किसी से बात कर लीजिए you know people are there to help you there are trained professionals that will be there to help you to deal with things that was the main thing that I wanted to say and it's a running theme through all of my shows is if you are struggling with anything if you are struggling with anything don't suffer alone um Break the stigma, break the silence, talk to your friends, talk to your family, go and speak to your doctor. You'll go to see your doctor, you'll get somebody like me. And I am so, so, you know, happy um, for people to come. You know, I, mere saath baat karein, khuli khuli baat karein ki mere feeling kya hai. Um, you know, wh- how can we help you? And we, we're trained, we're trained to find you help. We can give you information, we can help you um, to access the, the support that you need. If you want to message me outside of the show, um, I am on Instagram um, as Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R dot Henna, H-E-N-N-A. I get a lot of messages. I do try to get through them and um, I do try to reply to people, even if it's just to say, you know, I've read your message. Um, And I'm on Twitter, so I haven't been on Twitter for very long, um, but I am trying to use that a little bit more as well. And it's Henna, H-E-N-N-A, Anwar, A-N-W-A-R on Twitter. अगर आप फोन नहीं इस्तेमाल करते for these apps, then ज़रूर किसी को बता दीजिए. You know, tell somebody else if you want them to message on your behalf. If you want me to speak about something, if you want to share your stories, um, I can do that completely anonymously. I've done that before. If you are happy to share, you know, anything with me, um, when I speak to uh, one of the stories I'm going to speak about um, for somebody that's uh, with cancer um, is is an anonymous story. And again, um, when I speak about infertility, I've got anonymous stories there as well. So please don't feel afraid to kind of mention that. But if you're suffering now, please see, speak to somebody. Please speak to your doctor. Okay, so as I said, next week we're going to talk about... Um, being kind of being a doctor what's it like in med school what's it like working as a doctor so that's kind of the plan for next week i hope that you um are finding these shows useful uh, i know i said it right at the beginning but i just want to say thank you to everybody as particularly the people that are listening to me every week and and the people that didn't Listen, maybe people that didn't listen to Radio Sangam before. Um, uh, I'm I'm glad that you have come on to listen to me. Um, that makes me really happy. I'm glad that I'm getting the messages that I'm getting from women um, in particular. And the nicest messages that I receive are the ones that say thank you uh, for raising these issues, raising these concerns. Um, it makes me emotional um, sometimes um, because... I've had people that have messaged me that haven't spoken to anybody else and then I've been able to point them in the direction of getting some help and support. Um, and then, you know, I've had one girl this week um, who didn't want to be named again, which is fine, who said that she's a student, uh, she's suffering from her mental health. And um, because of I talked a little bit about mindfulness a couple of weeks ago and anxiety, 
and she sent me a picture of her her new journal that she went to buy um and she started writing down her thoughts and feelings and she sent me a picture of this um and she said it's helping her and she said thank you and um yeah that's the kind of reason that i did this show in the first place is to reach out to people and if i can do like my small bit in society to help anyone then you know that makes me really happy uh, as a woman as a doctor <laughs> So doctor.henna on Instagram and henna Anwar on Twitter and I've just um I've got I've got a message from my mum saying very proud of you but I thank mama <laughs> that's the most important message that I've got everybody needs their help and support from their parents so if your parents are proud of you then you've made it in life <laughs> so thanks mama <laughs> Right, so you, I'm going to play a song that's been requested and it's quite a long one, um, so I'm going to play out with that and then it'll go to the ads after that, um, so that's why I'm finishing now. Um, it's one of the cooks, studio ones called Acolif and I got a request from that, so I will play that because I had the time to do that today. As we all know, if you listen to me every week, Rumi's my favourite poet and I like to play out with Rumi. Um, so this week's is this. The wound is the place where the light enters you. Until next week, I wish you peace and good health.